0: To help you with this, I'll announce times, frequencies, and website addresses at the conclusion of each series of stories. At the website for this show, that's outfarpress.com, you can listen to the past five shortwave reports, find advice for listening to Shortwave at home, and find internet links for global news sources. Please check it out and tell a friend. In today's edition, you'll hear reports from France 24, NHK World Radio Japan, and Radio Havana, Cuba. We will begin with France 24. The murder of a French teenager by a policeman led to five nights of protest and riots across the country. Three press reviews on the shooting, the government reaction to the protest, and the proposed blocking of social media during protests. Then, press reviews on the Israeli army's attack on Janine, the new highest ever global temperature, and UK Prime Minister Sunak withdrawing funds previously pledged to help developing nations suffer from climate change. Then a report on the International Atomic Energy Agency stating that the release of radioactive wastewater from Fukushima into the Pacific Ocean is safe. France 24.
1: The first elements of the investigation um, into the death of French teenager Nahel have been revealed in the French papers this Thursday morning. Our press reviewer, Dipti-Clauron, is here with a closer look.
2: Well, Aaron, more than a week after Nahel was killed uh, in the Parisian suburb of Nanterre by a police officer, the sort of early details of this investigation are being uh, revealed by the papers uh, this Thursday. This is in Le Monde, which has accessed the general prosecutor's indictment, a detailed timeline of the facts in the police state officer's statement. For instance, he explains that he was working his ninth straight day. He denies threatening to put a bullet in the head of the young man. It was heard in the video, but we don't know who actually said it. He also says he was uh, fearful of sort of being trapped by the vehicle that Niall was traveling in. And uh, he explains having fired the gun without aiming to uh, target his chest. Now, uh, Le Parisien aujourd'hui en France uh, another other papers had access to the police officers hearing by the institution uh, that polices the police. Uh, Le Parisien saying something's sort of wrong in uh, the, the statement by the police officer who says he sort of put himself in front of the vehicle to stop it from moving and that the uh, the driver had accelerated uh, the vehicle to escape facts so that are totally contradicted by the video that later emerged so le parisien really expressing its uh, sort of surprise that this information erroneous information could have even made it into the intervention report
1: While the violence in France has indeed dissipated over the last few nights, there is certainly still a sense of tension across the country, especially given the latest news that prosecutors have now opened a new investigation into the death, this time of a 27-year-old man who died uh, during the riots. Our press reviewer, Leo McGuinn, joins us now. Uh, Leo, what are the French papers saying about this?
3: Yeah, Aaron, as you say, a 27-year-old killed at the weekend struck in the chest by a projectile that happened in Marseille I'll show you the front page of La Marseillaise this morning you can see here that a man is dead pending investigation that investigation is underway the incident took place in an area of the city where the riots had been taking place in downtown town Marseille and he was on a scooter when he was struck in the chest by a projectile and suffered a cardiac arrest these riots of course have been taking place after the death of teenager Nael last week i want to show you this from Mediapart which is a French investigative site they have they, they look into the role of racism between in the police in France but as in society as a whole they say that you're in two camps. One camp is denying the problem and one admits that there is a problem. Someone who says that there isn't a problem with racism in the police in France is French Minister Bruno Le Maire. He says to say French police are racist is completely unacceptable. He said this talking to The Telegraph. He also said that safety of tourists in the country is completely guaranteed and people shouldn't be afraid of visiting France during this time.
1: Now, what has been the what has the reaction been like outside of France, Leo?
3: Yeah, I want to show you this opinion piece in the Guardian. You can see the headline here. Of course, Macron won't ta- tackle police violence. He knows his power depends on it. They say that since 2018 and the yellow vest protests, the president seems to just accept the violence. Or is that through fear or sheer indifference? That's what the, the question they pose. They fit, The piece finishes with this extraordinary question. They ask whether Macron has simply assessed the scales of power and decided that he'd rather continue ruling with police violence instead of tackling, tackling it, even if it means the Bolliers set ablaze. I'll finish on France with this piece from Scroll, which is an Indian website. They report that many Hindu nationalists are actually supporting the French far right, many even supporting the violence of police against rioters. And this is a simple fact, because many of the protesters are indeed Muslim, including Nayel, whose death sparked the riots, of course, and some have even called for the French police model to be replicated in India
1: in the wake of the unrest that followed his his killing then emmanuel macron has actually suggested uh, restricting social media use as you can imagine those comments have clearly not gone down very well in the papers
2: yeah in fact it's this sort of it's drawn unanimous uh, outcry and unanimous criticism from the press across the political spectrum this is from the right wing paper l'opinion which is uh, headlining on it today uh, emmanuel macron had suggested in a meeting with the mayors of france that the government in the future could cut off internet access to, uh, during uh, moments of unrest, to quell dissent, a suggestion, as I said, that's drawn scorn from uh, both the French papers, but also the international papers. What on earth was Emmanuel Macron thinking? That's what l'opinion says in this article today. It's cartoonist there, Keck, uh, showing uh, Emmanuel Macron trying to catch birds, of course, that represent uh, the Twitter birds. The website Gizmodo also focusing on this in this article here, sort of uh, expressing its alarm at the, quote, near state of anarchy that France appears to be in right now, and also alarmed that Macron's potential solution to the chaos sounds, quote, straight out of a third world dictator's playbook, throttling access uh, to large parts of the internet until the whole thing blows over.
1: Turning back now to one of our top stories, that's Israel's large-scale operation in Janine, which has left several uh, Palestinians dead and hundreds injured. It's the biggest incursion in the West Bank in years, and it's dominating the Middle Eastern papers today. As you can imagine, our press viewer, Difti Kaleron, is here to take us through it. Dipti
2: in the right-wing paper, Jerusalem Post today, uh, calling it the biggest Janine raid since 2002. Hence why you, uh, as you mentioned, there 20, it's been about 20 years since the last uh, biggest um, incursion that was during opera- Operation Defensive Shield during the Second intifat, Intifada. Uh, the paper really backing Sunday's operation, even though it concedes uh, that it's unlikely to end a, quote, wave of terrorism in Janine and the West Bank, the paper nonetheless justifying the operation as aiming to prevent the Lebanonization of Jenin in reference to southern Lebanon, which is controlled by Hezbollah and Haaretz, meanwhile, the center-left paper uh, uh, sort of notes the distinction between lawmakers who are excitedly proclaiming that this operation will change reality for the West Bank, and the actual reality, which is that you have uh, military commanders who are trying to speed up this operation to prevent further fallout and further casualties. So a bit of cynicism, as expected, from the center-left paper. Elsewhere, let's show you Ashaq al-Ausat. That's a London-based pan-Arab paper here on its front page. evoking a war uh, on its front page. So a lot of very strong language uh, from this paper and also from Arab News, the Saudi paper today, as you see here, uh, calling it the massacre of Janine on its uh, front page. Uh, the paper evoking Israel's collective punishment of Palestinians, also referring to uh, t- 2002.
4: Whether it's Arizona, Texas or Madrid, the world sweltered on Tuesday for a second consecutive day. The global average temperature reached 17.18 degrees Celsius, the hottest day recorded in at least 44 years. A new temperature record had already been set on Monday, but it lasted only 24 hours.
5: Two days ago, the world recorded the hottest temperature ever, 17.01 Degrees Celsius
4: as a global average. Experts estimate that Wednesday could become the third straight day that Earth marks record high temperatures. But it doesn't come as a surprise to some scientists who say that climate change will keep driving temperatures up.
3: We would expect the world to be uh, to be warming, and therefore more records to be broken. But that they are being broken at ever increasing magnitudes. Is itself quite concerning.
4: The higher temperatures have sparked heat waves in countries like India causing dozens of deaths. China also recorded its hottest June day in 60 years. Scientists say extreme weather events like these are likely to become more recurrent and have urged governments to prepare for worst case scenarios.
1: Head across the English Channel uh, to the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak there is under fire for a broken promise tell us more.
3: Yeah, as you can see on the front page of The Guardian here, the UK is ready to drop an £11.6 billion uh, pound pledge for a climate fund. This is a pledge that they made back in 2019. If we look inside The Guardian, they expand on that. They say that Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has been accused of betraying those most vulnerable to climate change. It comes from a leaked briefing note where the UK said they just simply can't commit to this pledge that they had. But by 2026, it would be too huge of a challenge. They say there's a few reasons for that, the pandemic, but also pledging funds to Ukraine. This piece also reports that a lot of ministers are, are quietly furious with this decision. And it comes just a week after Environment Minister Zach Goldsmith quit. And he said that Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was apathetic towards the environment and that the UK's international reputation would be shredded by, by this. It comes just a week after a report published saying that the UK has missed several climate targets and they've lost their position as a world leader on climate matters. Well,
6: let's bring in the journalist Jake Adelstein. Jake, he's in Tokyo for us. What's going on? Well,
0: today,
7: um, Kishida met with Grossi and they had a discussion of what the report did, and as everyone predicted, it showed that... Um, the IAEA feels that it's safe. Um, TEPCO has a plan to treat the water so that the uh, most radioactive element that's, that they can't get rid of, tritium, is reduced to one fourth of the safety limits. Um, so they're trying to assure everyone that that is safe, but the general public in Japan is not convinced, nor are Japan's neighbors. Um, in fact, South Korea, which knew that this was pretty much a foregone conclusion, Um, has had a buying spree of salt, believing that any salt um, taken from seawater is going to be radioactive in the near future and thus they want it before um, Japan starts dumping the water into the Pacific Ocean. According to sources here, that is expected to begin as early as this summer. Um, I don't think that many people understand that Japan has a million tons of this water because they have not fixed the Fukushima nuclear accident. They're still cleaning it up and they have to keep pumping water into the core. So even after the rid of this one million metric tons of radioactive water, one sorry, they're going to have to keep pumping it in. Um, it's kind of amazing.
6: It's interesting, Jake. I remember back in 2011, I was in Fukushima. I was covering this. I remember being in a little town called Minami Sanriku, which is close by, and back then some of the health experts say, The water will never be released. It is too much of a threat. But we're looking at a situation now where the UN agency has said, actually, the filtration system works, but it cannot remove all of the radioactive waste. And that is China's big concern, isn't it?
7: It is also Korea's concern. It is also the concern of the local fishermen here. And the problem is that there is no trust for Tokyo Electric Power Company um, within Japan or the government on this issue because the government has consistently changed what were the acceptable levels of radiation that you could expose the public to. Uh, parliamentary investigations showed that um, the, the disaster was a man-made, uh, a, a man-made problem. It wasn't caused by the tsunami, it was caused by human error. Um, and there's a history of cover-ups and lies by Tokyo Electric Power Co- 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 Company that make people feel uneasy. And it's going to be very hard to convince people that they're getting the truth on this issue. And in fact, ironically, Um, Japan even refused to use the word meltdown in 2011 until the IEA inspectors were on their way to Japan and they would have to admit what everybody already knew, that there was a catastrophic meltdown.
6: Jake Adlerstina, a reporter in Japan.
0: Those press reviews and report were from France 24. France 24 may be easily found at their website france24.com as well as a YouTube channel called France 24 English and most major podcast sites. On to NHK Japan. The International Atomic Energy Agency agreed to the waste dumping from Fukushima While South Korea, China, and the Pacific Islands question the accuracy of the data upon which the decision was based. The Japanese government is planning to build next generation nuclear power plants to replace the ones scheduled to be scrapped. NHK Japan.
5: The chief of the UN's nuclear watchdog visited the crippled Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant on Wednesday. Rafael Grossi toured the facilities that will be used to release treated and diluted water into the ocean. Grossi was briefed on how the treated water will be mixed with seawater and how the diluted water will be stored before being discharged. He also toured the facility where fish are monitored as part of the plant's water safety testing. Afterwards, Grossi said all the basic elements are in place if the government decides to go forward with the plan. The visit comes one day after the IAEA released a comprehensive report that concluded Japan's plan is consistent with international safety standards. Meanwhile, government officials in South Korea say they respect the results of the IAEA's review on Japan's plan. The plan is raising concerns in South Korea. A senior official of the country's largest opposition party on Wednesday said the safety review is insufficient and untrustworthy. Japan's Prime Minister Kishida Fumio is making arrangements to sit down with South Korean President Yoon song yeol next week on the sidelines of a NATO summit. Observers say Kishida seeks to gain Yoon's understanding of the plan. China's foreign ministry says the IAEA report does not prove there is no long-term impact on food safety and people's health. Beijing plans to step up inspection of seafood imports from Japan. Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbing said the report was not able to calm voices in Japan and abroad that opposed the release. He stressed China has strong concerns.
4: The authenticity
5: and accuracy of the data have not been proven, and the long-term impact of the water on food safety and people's health is not clarified. Wang said relevant Chinese departments will step up monitoring of the marine environment along with the inspection and quarantine of seafood from Japan.
8: Sources say the Japanese government is likely to choose Mitsubishi Heavy Industries to play the core role in building next-generation nuclear reactors. The government intends to use nuclear power to achieve a low-carbon society and stable energy supply. It plans to develop and build advanced reactors on the sites of nuclear plants that will be scrapped. Sources told NHK the industry ministry will tap Mitsubishi Heavy for the basic design and construction of high temperature gas cooled reactors, or HTGR, and so called fast reactors. HTGR use helium as a coolant and are set to generate power more efficiently. They can also produce hydrogen, which is a zero carbon fuel. Fast reactors are set to result in less high-level radioactive waste than conventional reactors. The first HTGR is due to start operating on a trial basis in the 2030s, according to the government's timetable. It will be followed by a fast reactor in the next decade.
0: Those reports were from NHK World Radio Japan. They are now heard from 9.30 to 10 p.m. at 9865 or on the web at www.3.nhk.or.jp. They also podcast on both sites. All the times I announce are for Pacific Daylight Saving Time, so please adjust them to your time zone. If you have questions or comments about the shortwave report, or could assist me by supporting this listener-funded program, I may be reached through the website and PayPal, or by writing to Dan Roberts at P.O. Box 1162, Willits, California, 95490. Please help me continue producing this weekly show which I freely distribute to radio stations and the internet like many listeners have done in the past. Many, many thanks. We will conclude with Radio Havana, Cuba. President Arce of Bolivia urged other nations in the Southern Common Market, or Mercosur, to reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar and to strengthen each other's currencies in trade. British police have new and expanded powers, mainly targeting activists who stop road traffic and protest with mandatory prison terms. A GoFundMe collection for the French policeman who murdered the 17 year old for a traffic infraction has raised over a million dollars before being temporarily suspended. Radio Havana, Cuba.
9: The president of Bolivia, Luis Arce, urged on Tuesday the member countries of the southern common market, Mercosur, to, quote, reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar and strengthen local currencies in South America for foreign trade as survival mechanisms in the midst of a structural crisis of capitalism. Luis Arce made a call at the opening of the Summit of Heads of State of Mercosur and Associated States that's taking place in Puerto Iguazu in Argentina Bolivia is in the process of joining the South American bloc our region is seriously affected by the restrictions and regulations imposed by the US financial system which limit financing options and the possibilities of access to international markets so it is necessary to reduce dependence on the US dollar and diversify by our economic and trade relations, this according to the Bolivian president. Likewise, in reference to the imperialist pretensions over the region, Luis Arce insisted on the need to strengthen the ties of the South American nations. Quote, It is no coincidence that a certain southern command has us in its sights. We have many resources that arouse the greed of those who have always taken everything without leaving us anything. In his speech on Tuesday, the Bolivian president also urged the establishment of strategic alliances with other international actors, such as China, that offer alternatives to the dollar in trade and investments. Quote, In the analysis of this world in transition, there is also a Eurasian, and Asian bloc, that organized in the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and other integration mechanisms are protected as spaces for the construction of a new world economic order. And President Arce called for Bolivia's full membership in Mercosur, while Brazil holds the pro-tempore presidency of the South American regional bloc. This in order to promote regional projects such as the industrialization of lithium. In this sense, he assured that, quote, "...the Bolivian people have a vocation for integration. We consider that Bolivia's accession to Mercosur represents a unique opportunity to strengthen integration, expand trade, and regional cooperation." New and expanded powers for British police have taken effect, including measures targeting activists who stop road traffic and other major construction works in protests. Authorities have repeatedly condemned environmental groups, including Just Stop Oil and Extinction Rebellion, that seek to raise awareness about the urgency of climate change by staging multiple high-profile demonstrations at the busiest highways and roads. The protests in recent years have caused serious disruptions for motorists. Starting Sunday, police will have powers to forcibly move static demonstrations. Critics argued the toughest laws are a threat to the rights to protest, but officials in the United Kingdom say the measures are needed to stop quote, disruption from a selfish minority. The public have had enough of their lives being disrupted by selfish protesters. The mayhem we've seen on our streets has been a scandal. This according to Home Secretary Suella Braverman. Authorities say under the New Public Order Act, protesters found guilty of, quote, tunneling or digging underground tunnels to obstruct the building of new infrastructure works could face three years in prison. Anyone found guilty of obstructing a major transportation project could be jailed up to six months. The law also makes locking on or protesters attaching themselves to other people, objects or buildings, a criminal offence. Hundreds of climate change protesters were arrested last year in the UK for blocking major roads and bridges. Many activists protested by sitting in the middle of the road or gluing themselves to the street to make them harder to disperse. This civil disobedience is a wave of direct action that has also seen activists glue themselves to famous museum paintings or throw soup at artworks to draw media attention to their cause. Police say it is costly to deal with the protests and it diverts thousands of officers from other work such as dealing with crime. A collection for the French policemen who sparked nationwide riots by killing a teenager during a traffic stop has been growing, prompting strange... amongst politicians and activists. Set up by Jean Messia, a former advisor to the French far-right politician Marine Le Pen, the appeal to GoFundMe has raised 963,000 euros, that's $1.05 million, at the time of this report on Monday. On June the 27th, the accused officer was filmed shooting into a car being driven by Nahel M., a 17-year-old of North African descent. The shot killed the teenager and has led to days of unrest across France as anger rages over the incident. Nahel's grandmother, Nadia, was recently asked about the crowdfunding campaign and she replied, My heart aches. The boy's death has renewed debates in France's long and troubled history with the ethnic minority populations and allegations of police brutality. Eric Bothere from the En Marche Party of President Emmanuel Macron wrote on Twitter, Jean Mercier blows on the embers. It is a generator of riots. The part of several hundred thousand euros for the police officer indicted in the homicide of Young Nahel is indecent and scandalous. Olivier Faure, head of the Socialist Party, called on GoFundMe to close the fundraiser, accusing the platform of hosting a pot of shame. Some called out the hypocrisy of the pot still taking donations. In 2019, the fund for a former boxer who had punched several police officers during yellow vest anti-governmental demonstrations in 2019 was quickly closed down. Left-wing politician D- David Guigou wrote on Twitter, quote, The assumed message is, Kill Arabs, and you will become millionaires. And the government watches this horror pass without saying anything when it is closed the yellow vest pot in two days for hitting a policeman. Repugnant. The French activist group Sleeping Giants tweeted the sheer existence of the fund, quote, inflames the sentiment of injustice and furthers tensions. Amid the riots which often feature vandalism and see protesters classed with police, France has been deploying 45,000 officers into the streets each night to quell unrest in cities including Paris, Strasbourg, Marseille and Nice. On Monday, demonstrations began at French town halls opposing the riots, during which violence and looting has also been reported. Calling a, quote, mobilization of citizens for a return to Republican order, the anti-riot rallies came after the home of the mayor of a Paris suburb was rammed with a flaming car.
0: Those reports were from Radio Havana Cuba. Cuba's website is working well at radiohc.cu, though there's no podcast. On shortwave, Cuba may be heard from noon to 1 p.m. at 15140 and from 6 p.m. to midnight at either 6,000, 60, 60, or 6165. At their website, you can stream the English version at noon Monday through Friday Pacific Daylight Saving Time. One of my goals in producing this show is to encourage people to listen to international broadcasts. Get a global perspective. You will have to look harder these days because of U.S. and EU prohibitions on media. Every Thursday evening, I post a new shortwave report at the website for this show. That's outfarpress.com. At my website, you can also listen to past shows please consider making a safe donation online through PayPal. There's a link at my website along with the podcast link and get advice for listening at home. The shortwave report, which is now in its 27th year of production, remains free to rebroadcast upon notification. For 27 years, the shortwave report has been produced and distributed off the electrical grid in Northern California using solar panels. While I am recuperating from spinal surgery, I am staying in a home that is connected to the grid. I'm your host and producer, Dan Roberts. Thanks for listening.